1: saca la pelota Rangers al empate señoras y señores y ahora sale Roof Kemar entre tres bien Roof que se anima desde muy lejos
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra. This is your little bite-sized chunk that we like to do at the end of the week uh, as a free show uh, to all of our fellow bears out there in podcast land. Um, I'm very, very pleased to be here. I'm joined by the one and only Kev Armstrong. Kev, how are you today, my friend? Have you – well, let me ask you another question. How many times have you watched the Kamar Ruth goal?
1: Well, mate, I've had to uh, turn it off to talk to yourself, but that's uh, not a problem. I've watched it from multiple angles and in many different languages. It's a it's a world class strike from a, a very very good player. So oh,
0: it's a great week to be a Cammy, and I'm delighted to join you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So um, yeah, I think we'll jump straight into the into the the standard as Alec Ray would have called it last <laughs> night uh, into the standard game. Um, A team with a a really decent European pedigree, Kev, I think that it's it's fair to say. Uh, Unbeaten at home in Europe in in six years uh, with some decent teams visiting them at that time, including Arsenal, uh, Seville, who, you know, uh, (laughs) veterans of the Europa League. It's almost as if it's their their tournament and people have to win it all for them. standard or no mugs, right, and let's let's call it out front and centre, we put out in my opinion a very, very strong team that we could we could go and, and, and take to task on them, uh, the big changes I think could really be said around Stephen Davis dropped out, probably just to help give him a little bit of even space uh, Liam Balligan comes in for uh, Phil Holander, who was just recovering from a slight knock uh, and Yanis Hadji comes in, which again I think Kev, given his experience of playing in Belgium, I think made sense to me, I think that tactically, I think the manager got it absolutely spot on uh, with the start lineup. I was I was not gonna say I was confident when I saw it because I'm never confident in Guarantees European games. But it was absolutely the right team to to start with, I feel it's something
1: that we're gonna to have to learn to live with, Cammy. We're um, quite a force in Europe now, certainly at this level. Um it's not something that we've been brought up with in the nineties. I think we had one or two flashes that uh, one season, but since the errors come in, he's, he's turned around in Europe. And I said on the Chief Exec show on our Patreon site last night that I don't think many teams would have been looking at pot three and saying, oh, I fancy Rangers because we'll be able to take something off of them. The management team got it spot on and I think it's a real testament to the way they've built this squad that we made changes at centre half. We were forced into a change at left back. We made changes in the midfield and it didn't disrupt our rhythm. It just shows you what a good place this squad's in. Certainly from back to front, eh, back to middle, we've been doing really, really well the last couple of weeks. Up front could be a wee bit better if we've been hypercritical, but while we're winning games, while we're not conceding
0: goals, we'll, we really need quite a good look to find something to moan about, I think. Yeah, and listen, you know what, if we can find something to moan about you know, we'll find it, however uh, the game I thought started quite brightly, we um, we could see that there was definitely a, a step up in class in terms of our opponent and I think when you're playing at this stage Kev the, the real function here has to be able to try and look after the ball and when you're presented with opportunities to do it, because unlike what we're used to domestically, we're going to get more space, we're going to get more opportunity teams will not sit in uh, Leij have got Talent and uh, you know throughout their, throughout their team and certainly throughout their squad as well. Although there were some COVID impact, um, we could see kind of gambits of the of the game that there was definitely going to be a, a good back and forth between the two. Um, then you know after a, a fairly decent start and a, a couple of opportunities presented themselves, it's the three words that we love to hear: penalty to Rangers. Kev, I'm a, a referee, you know, I, I'm not you know a huge fan of when it, it's you would want to say ball to hand or whatever and the natural silhouette and all of that garbage. That wasn't last night. Last night, I think, was a pretty clear handball and I think the referee called it spot on. And to do that, within that opening phase of the game, uh, I felt was a brave decision, the right decision, uh, and upsets James Tavenier. Um, I don't have any any hesitancy now in him taking penalties. I know that he's, he's went through a rough spell previously, uh, but he slotted that away perfectly last night. He did and I think we were all pretty confident,
1: like you said, we we'll both of for the rough packs, not just Tav but other penalty takers, the tail end of last year and into the early part of this year we I think we went through three or four kickers but we'll come back to Tav and he's certainly back on form with them. and with you, it was still an no penalty kick, you can tell by the way the players reacted and I think every Rangers player round about that boy that handled it, that arm went up immediately. Um, I know what you mean about these newfangled rules with silhouettes and stuff like that but no if your arm's that far outstretched and it's blocking the ball from where it's going it's a penalty kick and the keeper to be fair the keeper guessed right and he got a hand on it but it's a wonderful penalty from Tav he's, he's always been good at penalty kicks but just sometimes he over he over uh, clips them and I think the majority of them have been hitting the post and stuff like that as opposed to keep keeper saving them because he does tend to get them right in the corner. So, yep, it's great to have him in the, the form he's in just now. He's definitely leading by example and he's not the only one on the team that stepped up in recent weeks. The As I say, the, the full defence, goalkeepers, midfield, they've all been
0: excellent. Well, there's a few things that happened before the, the tail end of the first half. So, one of them has to be kept that the heavens opened and uh, the rain... Started coming down in in, in absolute buckets. Uh, it wouldn't take its toll until probably later on in the game. However, as we were approaching uh, the the halfway mark, uh, about 40 minutes in, we've uh, we've we've seen Borna have to go off to to uh, probably deal with a slight knock that he might have taken, a slight muscular injury that we're hoping won't be too much. The management. Uh, team said today, the manager was in the press conference today and said that there wasn't uh, too much of a concern around that. Um, But he had to go off. Calvin Bassey came on. Um, And I do want to talk to you a little bit, as we mentioned there, in terms of the squad in just a wee while. Um, Rangers also had to kind of deal with a a little bit of a kind of onslaught from from Liege at this point, where they'd hit the bar once legitimately, once illegitimately. the one that, that was the, the first one, Kev, I think that, you know, it's a great header. There's some jibiety as to whether or not McGregor gets a touch on it. I don't think he does, if I'm being honest. He's, mm. he's certainly not shy of a wonder save as I Allen. However, he doesn't get a touch on it, in my opinion. It hits off the bar. And I I think a timely reminder to us that we're facing decent opposition here. We can't just simply relax. We can't take a foot off the gas. Um, but if we needed one that was a reminder the second one for me it's it's again another handball it hits off him he, he then gets the header on target which hits the bar and then comes out again as well at this point I think that half time came at a good time for us just to be able to say look we're absolutely in control but if you take your focus off you're going to have problems and this team can hurt you
1: exactly and I think that's that would have been the message from the management team it would have been, look, you're doing well, you're creating space, you're creating chances, but anything less than your best here, this team will hurt you. They were very good at shifting the ball and as soon as Bassey came on, you've seen him quite rightly and I would love us to do that. That if You've got a, a rookie player coming on in a European tie, away from home in poor conditions, go at him, see what he's got. The big man stood up to the challenge and fair play to I him. Mean, he was absolutely brilliant when he came on, but I it's the the message is there. It's a case of this team are they're no mugs. As you, you round off the teams that they've taken points off and they've beaten them they're their home record and take everything into account. This is no mugs that we beat last night and you're right, they were just they were just playing their way into the game. They were coming more and more into it and like you said, half time was an absolute perfect time for us get them in, get them talked to, get them a wee a wee break from the 'cause I think we were under a wee bit of pressure at that time. And the the break just settled us down again, and then we started playing our game again before the second half kicked off.
0: And I think um, the weather at this point, we started getting into the second half, Kev. I mean, there was was a couple of chances being created. Alfie, um, it felt a little bit to me, was... I don't want to say he was cutting a frustrated figure in terms of he wasn't contributing, because I think he was, right? I think... He needs a goal. I think we all know that. But I think that there's times when he's coming back. He, some of his link-up play can be really good. Sometimes it can be found a little bit wanting. Um, I, I do feel for him at the moment in terms of, of maybe just the, the, the fortune he's had. But one thing I do want to talk to you about just before we come on to, to uh, where we've seen some of those subs and some of those changes because um, you are you know, our, our preview expert um, from uh, our uh, Patreon network. Um, and I just want to... Can I come back to something that you were saying? And I think something that a couple of guys uh, have have spoken about already uh, in terms of the the, the shows that you did last night was there was a lot of, for me, pinging the ball sideways, back and forth across the park. Because we know that Rangers, if the ball is on one side of the the park with the opposition, will try to to press that down and to try and hunt somewhat in, in, in a pack or in a group to be able to do that. So the quickest way to alleviate that is to ping the ball to the other side of the park. And then all of a sudden, Rangers have then got to shift over. They've then got to try and move on mass to be able to try and squeeze that. I thought I thought Leeds tried to do that last night, but they didn't have a lot of success because when the receiver got the ball, I didn't feel as if he tried to penetrate with it too much. He didn't try and move forward, which is what you're kind of thinking, that the whole point of being able to do that would have worked if they were running forward. As soon as they've received the ball and get into like our final third, uh, and, and then be able to try and get the crosses into the box or, or hurt us in some way. I just don't know if that game plan worked for them last night.
1: Oh, you're right. You can't really think of too many occasions where Tav, Borna or Bassi was sort of left exposed one-on-one, you know, whether that was them um, not taking advantage of the quick switches they were making or whether it was just us being so fluid and knowing this system and with a great workout with it obviously coming up against a, a better standard of opposition at the other end of the city last week, and we've just continued that because the defensive unit, Kamara, has really been excellent in assisting with that. Ryan Jack came back in last night and doesn't look as if he's missed a beat. I'm one of these people that's rather critical of Jack and Kamara being in the same team when we're playing at home against Livingston, for example, it will all be on Sunday. But for these European games, they're brilliant because they take the ball, they cover their defenders, they cover their wing-backs, and they're absolutely ideal for that and I think it was a mixture of them not really capitalising on the the few occasions they got the switch on and us just being very very well drilled at this system and that might be something we spoke a bit about in the previous show where the last few seasons Gerard hasn't had much time on the training field obviously with Covid it wasn't ideal pre-season in the training field but we've certainly had a lot more time in the training field this year and you just wonder if we're starting to reap the rewards of that
0: well the 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 Jack Amara combination, you touched on this, so let's let's just look look at that for just a second. I think that there's there's definitely something there where I suppose really for want of a better terminology, has it matured in your eyes? Like has it have we went through that kind of formation period where, you know, they have to get used to playing together, been able to try and do that? I think um Glenn Kamara has certainly upped his game somewhat I think Ryan Jack especially with his uh, international appearances have certainly moved into you know another another level at this point in time I think you've hit the nail on the head when you said he's not really missed a beat in terms of coming back into it because he's played a lot of games within the last two to three weeks let's not forget that but it just feels to me as if that that dynamic between those two has kind of worked and now whether or not you, you, you do a substitute or bring in Davis or, or, or Arfield or more recently Joe Aribo who obviously came on last night those two had to work better together, and I don't mean that they had to work as in they weren't producing the event, but there was sometimes so there was a gap because of those two, and maybe, you know, they, they, they kind of like bumped into each other a little bit. They were kind of trying to do the same thing a couple of the times, and and it wasn't really working. It felt too much like an overlap. Has that now in your eyes improved? Certainly in Europe.
1: Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you off the top of head the last time we played those two and. Domestic competition together Because obviously we've we'll had Stephen Davis there And I personally just feel like it works better With one or the other at home I mean, If we can go to Parkhead last week With Davis and Kamara Then I don't think there's any reason To play both of them Jack and Kamara Against the Didier teams uh, I think it works well with One of the more defensive midfielders We'll call Jack and Kamara And one of the more quarterbacky midfielders if That's a term I've just totally made up there <laughs> and like Davis who will, will move the ball forward quickly Jack and Kamara are more like keep the ball recycle it and move it forward maybe a wee bit slower as with Davis is head up right how are we springing this attack am I going left am I going forward am I going right um, and it'll be interesting to see how Zungu fits into that when he's fit you mentioned Joe Rebo who's another one that can carry the ball forward and I think we're in a really strong position in the middle of the park now because if you look at the three positions we've got I think you've either got Jack and Kamara You've either got Davis or Zungu, and then you've got Arfield or Aribo. And I, we've got, I mean, when honestly, Hammy, when was the last time we had such a strong squad? I honestly can't remember that when you can rotate your squad, and that is the word rotate. It's not like, oh, no, we've got the fear. He's coming in and he's got to play in that position. He can play there like a Flanagan. He can play there. He can play there, but it's not his position. But we're just such a
0: strong, strong position just now, and its it's wonderful to see. Well, in terms of the squad, we, we mentioned earlier on Alfredo Morelos. We know that he's, he's maybe having a bit of a kind of tough time with it in terms of um, all, all finishing chances. He, he did have a couple, which I think for me last night, Kev, in goal scoring form, he finishes without any real problem. He had a chance in the first half, a chance in the second. Um, now, in terms of the squad, we've, we've, we've probably seen some of these players maybe not being at their absolute tip top. And I don't think Alfie's necessarily performing really badly. He does need goals. He's a striker. It feeds him. We understand that. Um, but last night we we probably made some some pretty instrumental changes in terms of where that sits. So Balogun comes in for, for Phil Holanda. I don't think we looked any different. Um, it's quality replacing quality. Barisic has to go off injured. We bring in Calvin Bassey. Alfie not having the best of games. Uh not able to, to to convert, but we bring on Kamar Roof. And so to your point, we've got an existing group of players and we've brought in players who we can do a, a degree of a changeover with. Uh, but I think the squad in itself is now stepping up in that level of quality that, as you say, there's not too much of a gap uh, when we do suffer an injury or you know there's suspension or whatever else as well. And literally from back to front, we've almost man for man... Had either an improvement of an existing player or existing player on the on the sidelines in the periphery, or alternatively we brought in a sign in who looks, you know, absolute class. Bassi, I thought last night, and, and I, I cannot praise the boy enough. Um, we know that Bonner is a real asset to the team. He's got a fantastic uh, cross on him. His distribution is absolutely phenomenal. Bassi, a slightly different type of player. He's certainly far bulkier. You know, he looks like he's eight two. Bonner, Bassi. But then at the same point, I thought last night, I thought he was tremendous, Kev. I I thought for me personally, he was man of the match. Um, The reason being is because he came into a European stage and he did not look out of place. That is not an easy thing to do. It's exceptionally difficult. But when you see him coming in and you see him stepping into Borna's shoes, I think now that we've got a real reliance that we don't have to scramble for a left back like we've had to do in recent seasons, I thought he was absolutely tremendous last night, Calvin Bassett. I cannot praise him highly enough. No, he
1: was uh, wonderful when he came on. I think the couple of duels he had early on, he won right away. Well, certainly fill him with confidence and he's not shy about getting in the opposition box. He might not be a a Bonner-style whipping wonderful deliveries in from far and wide. We've not seen it yet, but every game he's come on as a sub, he's been rampaging up and he's been almost Tav-esque and been in the opposition box and Again, come back to the squad. It shows you how well we can manage people now. For like Bonner, if he's even doubtful, put him on the bench for Sunday, or just leave him out altogether. Um, we've seen it with Joe Ebo. We've not, or and Ryan Jack. We've not had to rush these players back now because we've got people that can come in and play the position. It's it's really a wonderful position to be in. But now was brilliant last night and. On a wet wet Thursday evening, I don't think I would fancy going in for a 50-50 with Bassey. I think I would uh, let him take the ball and then just try and get it off him afterwards because he's a a big physical unit of a
0: lad and it turns out he's quite a decent football player as well. And and do you know what? he's, He's athletic. For a guy his size, he can absolutely shift. I think he can move. You're right, he's got loads of energy with it but even given the appalling conditions that he was really chucked into last night. I mean, I, I've watched the Kamal Roof goal with the Titanic music, and I think the only <laughs> difference is there was fucking less water in that movie than there was in that part last night. But the thing is, though, that even within that, he didn't, you know, he doesn't, he, because he looks so big, you could almost give him the, the the discredit of being clumsy, but he's not. He's athletic, he's good in his feet, he can move forward, he, 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 he adapted to that that well those conditions and that uh, playing surface really really well last night um, and I just thought it was absolutely tremendous. Where are you at with Alfie? Are you concerned? Is it just that now the boy will come good again? Is it just a does he need time? Would you would you change him over for Sunday? What's your thoughts?
1: Uh, again, I said last night on the Chief executive show with James that I think he's clearly going through a, a rough patch, but on the other side of that, he's played a lot of games. He's been away with Colombia. He came back and done a shift last week. Um, The one area we have sort of struggled for fitness has been the the centre forward. Like you said, he's still contributing, but he has gone through a wee wee rough patch. So it wouldn't surprise me if Kamar Roof starts up front on Sunday. And I think even if we get a good hour out of Roof and then introduce Alfie, we've been here before with other players in the squad. We've seen Tav had uh, a down period. We've seen Ryan Kent have a down period as long as we don't get five or six players having a down period, we'll be all right. Um, I think there's still lots more to come from Alfie. I don't think too many people thought he would still be here. I think it's quite a bonus that he is. And if we can give him a wee rest on Sunday, give him a a 20 minutes or something coming off the bench, uh, hopefully maybe get a goal with Livingston. Or Obviously, we hope a couple of goals down at that point. Um, Because he's strained because like you said he had a couple of shots last night or a couple of chances one he should have taken a shot and he passed to Scott Arfield which is not the Alfredo we know because usually when Alfredo goes through a rough patch he starts hitting shots from everywhere and anywhere just trying to get a goal but then on the other side of that he was doing back heels and he backheeled a wonderful ball through I can't remember was, I think it may have been Arfield that he backheeled it through to and it's so you're still getting stuff from him but it's just maybe not consistent as we would like it to be, but no, still lots more to come from Alfie. And coming next season, I think he will still be away for big money, but uh, he just maybe needs a wee rest. But that's understandable. He's played for us. He's played for Colombia, and he's really been carrying the the workload
0: for us for the first part of the season. No, we, we've spoken about it, so we've got to we've got to revisit it, right? We simply can't, you know, ignore it. Kev, I didn't celebrate the Kamar roof goal last night. But that's my honest answer. I did not celebrate it. I just simply sat with my jaw open, and I'll use certain expletives which I will not repeat in the show. I was in <laughs> shock. I didn't even I didn't even register what I was like. Oh my God, what has he done? And then it went in, and then I just went crazy around my living room. But it was just, I mean, it was magnificent. I think you know the manager has come out and said, and he said in today's press conference, you know, he's talked about. Uh, Alonso, Suarez, Rooney—he's seen guys score similar goals to that, but playing professionally since 1998, that's the best goal he's ever seen live. And I don't know—I mean, I've got to—I've got to praise Kamal Roof if because he must be walking about with a, like a tripod at the moment. But when <laughs> an icon like Steven Gerrard says that about your goal, my God! I mean, it, it won't get down for weeks. That's all I'm saying. However, um, you've, got to, you've got to say that what a magnificent piece of skill. And you can't, you can't underestimate it by saying it was just a great hit. Longest goal scored, by the way, with furthest distance in Europa League history. But it wasn't just the finish. It was the, beating the four or five players that he had to do so from pretty much his own box in order to be able to make it happen. Um, at first, I thought he was hitting into the corner. My God, how little did I know until the camera then panned down to the left.
1: Um, yeah, you're right because it's not even as if he just dribbled around the opponents. There were two or three of them were right physical challenges, and for a guy who just come back from injury playing in that pitch and those conditions, it's quite easily for him to sort of shirk out of that. But no, he carried on. He beat the first couple, and then just when he knocks it round outside to the, I think it was a centre back or left back, you see him just have that wee look up because I think you're right. Had it been the goalkeeper standing on his line, I think he would have maybe just blotted it up to. Maybe they are sort of left back area and done a rugby thing or just play for the yards. But no, he's seen him off his line and he's thought, I'm just going to have a hit of this. And it's a, an exquisite finish. And I think everyone this side of BBC Scotland was uh, in love with the goal. I've, I've seen WWE wrestlers, I've seen Piers Morgan, I've seen Gary Lineker all retweeting it. It's uh, the goal scene round the world right now and it's um, it can only be good for Rangers' reputation. Uh, I think I put out on social media last night that's probably our best European goal since Whitakers versus Lisbon. I don't know your thoughts on that.
0: Um, well, in both goals, I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, oh, wait, hang on. And then, I mean, obviously, Whitakers one, my immediate thought is pass the ball. In Roof's <laughs> one, I was like, you know, just run with it to the corner. What the hell are you doing? Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely tremendous. And you say, he absolutely deserves all the plaudits with it. I've heard, you know, Idiots and morons turn around and say, Oh, it was a fluke and blah, blah blah. Do you know how you know it's not a fluke? And you just nailed it perfectly, Kev. When he looks up, when he h- does that cursory glance, then he sees where the keeper is. And then, like all strikers, it's like their thought process and it's the first thing that comes into their head. Yeah, so we look up and then just, you know, files it with tremendous accuracy. Um, I just thought it was was absolutely brilliant. And um, then the kind of aftermath, we, uh, we finish up 2 0. We've done a a really professional, consummate job um, away to a very, very difficult opponent. And then we had a wee, uh, to use a wee Scottish phrase, a wee stushy right at the end, where uh, there was a couple of guys come over and started taking a little bit to the roof. Obviously, we know he's he's played with Anderleff before. There was some sort of thing being said about the fact that, you know, he did like an a and, and like an Ells party celebrations. But my understanding, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, is that he's done this. It's something potentially to do with his kids or something like that. People were thought, thinking that he was winding up because there, were, there was there 3,700 Liège fans and quite a few bears, I might add. But there was fans in the stadium last night and people thought he was winding them up and certainly the, the Liège staff were not happy with it. Um, I I I don't know the celebration, right? I don't know what, it, what the, the kind of the, the true root of it is. Um, but they were not happy and uh, they were certainly gunning for him. They were. I think it's an easy jump to make. I think had somebody
1: scored against us and, I don't know, make a, a gesture, they maybe think they were a Celtic fan, but it's something he's done since his early days in football. I've heard, I was speaking to an Aston Villa fan this morning and he said it's something, something to do with charity or something. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's certainly not anything to do with Anderlecht, but... They were probably just annoyed because they took a a doing on their own pitch for the first time and what was it six years or something like that. Um, yeah. So they they're, they're quite right to be annoyed. Nobody likes to be beating on their own pitch. And if again just before it, they they missed a glorious opportunity down in the conditions. They, remember the, the ball went past half and the their body in the left wing was about to try and trap it and they couldn't and trap it, it because of
0: the it conditions skated right under his foot. Yeah, that's right. I think it was the number seven. Yeah, that's right. I absolutely.
1: So it's um it's the thin margins we always talk about in football and uh, <laughs> to to get that to to be fair remember they go they go with us sore legs so it maybe wasn't as good as we all thought because they had a wee a wee pull, <laughs> a wee, a wee pull. Um,
0: yeah it's it's, it's, uh, the, it's the pretending that you get cramped and listen we've all done it you know when you look at the ground when you've had a complete fresh air shot and you've just looked at, for a divot that isn't there we've all done it do you know what I mean and fair play to the keeper for trying to do it one thing that I do want to talk about though just on that. Aftermath, and I think it was all handbags, right? I don't. There was nothing appears to have kind of come out of the back of it. But there is one thing that I want to I want to just call out with that as as well, Kev. I think that in the TV pictures last night, you saw the the coach I don't know who it was, right? Some guy from the late bench, kind of head to head with Ruth at this point. Al McGregor's providing some advice about maybe removing himself from the situation. Again, I won't use the expletives that I think that um, Mr McGregor used. Uh, Tavis straight over I think Brian Jack was in there as well then the camera kind of panned back to the stand and then you saw them all kind of coming off now this is going to sound a bit archaic right and I'm not necessarily saying everyone should just get involved into the Ramy and all the rest of it of course not right but a bit more culture than that nowadays but what I absolutely loved was everybody was in it so we had the coaches in there Colshaw I think was trying to call one of them out for, was going to battle them McAllister was offering a couple of them out there was players in there Alfredo was in there um, even though obviously it was a sub at this point we had guys who are in there now yeah we don't want to see this this is elite European football we don't want to see all this kind of crap at the end of the game and yeah you can turn around and say that the that were a bit sore at what happened totally get all of that but there's also a point here where I'm thinking fucking good get stuck into them and do it as a team do it as a group and I don't think we've seen that for a very long time and this is what I enjoy seeing about this group of players and staff that everybody's in it together, and if you have a go at one of us, you have a go at the rest of us. And we've had some formidable teams in our history, Kev, and that has been the nucleus of it of that togetherness. That we're not just leaving people, you know, getting battered or getting, you know, having players stuck into them and all that kind of stuff. No, if you have a go at one of us, the rest of us are going to stand up for our colleague, and I think that is absolutely tremendous. It is, and it's not just in the the. The fight
1: scenes that we're seeing this, we're seeing this when we celebrate goals. It's a, it's a team by the very definition of the word. I don't think we've got individuals here. I think we've got a, we've got a team. And you're right, it's wonderful to see because we don't, we don't like seeing. Well, we do. Everybody loves a ram at the football, don't they? Oh, <laughs> fight, 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 fight. And, um, that's usually when my missus picks up and starts watching when there's a fight on the. Um, I thought we might have got a fight last weekend, but no, it was a. Uh, the Belgians that decided to to come ahead. As the, of, all, of all people, people of all people.
0: if you said, who are you going to have a fight with, Celtic or the Belgians, who would have honestly picked the Belgians? You know? <laughs> uh,
1: but no, you, you're you right what you say, everyone's in there, it's, a, it's an all for one and one for all sort of attitude and again, it's brilliant because um, every uh, season, every week that passes, we just seem to be getting more and more back to the Rangers that we were brought up with, of winning games and fighting together and They'll be organising a, a good drinking session now if they go back to the nineties, but it's uh, oh it's brilliant, and of course you can't have a, a stremash as the old Scottish word goes without Alfredo in there, can you? I know,
0: I know, absolutely brilliant. So um, Liege put to bed. Um, we we move on. The team came back uh, last night, landed back in, in Scotland. Uh, late last night, earlier this morning. Uh, and as I mentioned beforehand, manager was at the press conference today with Scott Arfield. Um, we are assessing what's happening with Bonobaris, his injury. Uh, we're hoping that it's not going to be too long. Uh, and we'll assess that over the coming days. Uh, what I'm scared about Kev is that we've heard that already. And it turns out that they're out for like a month and a half. So we'll just have to play that one by year. We'll just have to see what it is. I don't, I, I'm, I have no faith any longer in the old seven to 10 days. Um, but we've already mentioned we've got Calvin Bass in there, so I would imagine he'll start against Livingston. Um, there's a, there's an element in today's press conference where there's a very much an idea of, look, we had to come back last night, we've trained this morning, we've unpacked uh, last night's performance, we've talked about that, we've done all that kind of stuff. We now move on to Livingston. And whilst I appreciate that, yeah, there's a little bit of that kind of textbook answer of, yeah, we move on to the next game and blah, 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 what have you, I can totally feel it from the press conference today I think that we have readjusted our focus now on to back to domestic duties back to the responsibilities of, of of champion field league and all that kind of stuff and I think that you know Livingston at home and, on Sunday it's not going to be an easy game I, I, I hope I'm proven wrong with that and it turns into you know a, an absolute 6-0 whitewash but Livingston, not playing brilliantly. They could be doing a little bit better away from home and they try and get whatever they can because they're a tough team to beat uh, at Almond Vale or the Tony Macaroni Arena or whatever the hell it's called this week. <laughs> but they're, they're still a tough team and they're still a team that we have to be able to, to be organised to be able to try and beat. Um, and I think that the other thing as well with that, Kev, is we can do this, but we can do this from a perspective of uh, we can make the job easier for ourselves if we've got the right attitude from minute one. And we go out and, and we'd be a bit ruthless and we'd be a bit, right, let's go for the throat, let's not sit back or take it easy or my legs are a bit sore and but it's not let's go and let's proper start it off right from kickoff.
1: It is we don't really look that far back to the last time Livingston took points off us, one of the only two teams to do so far in this league campaign. I went back and watched that the highlights of that game and it was the bad side of this Rangers team that we know they've got where we whip balls in from anywhere. They've got three or four big giants at the back. Away. Then it's the side-to-side passing and just an absolute terrible performance when we played them last. But we're in a much better place now, I think. We're confident throughout the squad, but not overconfidence. I think the fact that we beat them last weekend, but then we're right in a big European game. So we we done it. We celebrated that night. We we move on and this is the sort of way it has to be that if we want to go back to winning leagues we can't pat ourselves in the back for too long there's another big game just around the corner and right now Livingston is the biggest game of our season because it's the next game even last year you go back to last year there was only one or two goals in it they were very tricky for us to play against we didn't like going there in the plastic pitch we didn't like it when they sat back against us so it will be a challenge there's We've obviously got a much better team. We've got a much better standard player than Livingston, but they, they're really organized. they really organised. They obviously lost their main attacking threat. They get good money for Dykes when they went down south. They've not really replaced them. Uh, there's there's a team that's not really caused too much defensive problems, but while a game is 0-0 or 1-0, we know all too well that it just takes one chance and then you're behind and it's even harder to score two goals against them than it has won. So it's something that we should and we're more than capable of winning, and winning comfortably. An ideal world, I think, would like to rotate a few players, get some minutes into the legs of the players like Aribo. Bassey would probably get most of the game. Uh, people like Hadji, people like Ruth, who've not played an awful lot of football lately, um, and then hopefully make some changes on the hour mark and go again for next week, because <laughs> the European games are obviously condensed this season, so it will be a case of bang, 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 and move on to the next one but no challenge not more more than capable of overcoming and uh, let's just hope for a, a, good, a good performance a couple of goals and
0: minutes in the legs of the players that need it and that's it and I think that that's the most important thing is, is is using that squad using the rotation using the the opportunity to be able to try and give players a rest as and when they need it because I mean, Kev, I mean, we've played in, in surfaces like they had to go through on uh, last night and it takes out, you You know, you're talking about basically mud. That's what you're running in. Really tough. And again, like you say, I mean, last night when I was watching that and that weather properly, properly started, what I was really concerned about was somebody getting a, getting an injury. And it's so easy that when you've got to, to turn, to stop quickly, to adjust because you've, you know, the ball, develops a mind of its own, you know, it just stops dead in its tracks in some instances of it I was worried about a pool or something happening whereas I think everyone came out of it okay, we've not heard any other engineers apart from that, but if we've got the opportunity to rotate, we absolutely should take advantage of it. Um, the burning question is, who would you start in the middle of up front on Sunday? I would, I would give Roof the
1: first hour all things going well, uh, or maybe even Roof on the right and Big getting because Big needs some, some game time uh, I'd put Alfie in the bench so I'd maybe go with and up front and Roof out wide uh, I know the manager says that he won't just flying Roof back in after that goal but I think it's hard not to start him because he'll be absolutely flying
0: Yep I think that's fair I think that you know the, the, the point you made earlier on maybe if we give Alfie some time back on the park when we've got A a healthy lead, you know, it doesn't rely back on him and give him the the space and the freedom to be able to do that, I think would definitely help. But I've got to agree with you, I would go with Ruth, not just because of the goal, but as we've mentioned before, his awareness, what he's doing. The guy's a very, very talented football player. He's had injury issues, which have somewhat given him a bit of a stop start to his time at Rangers. But now, on the assumption that he can come in and he can deliver that, he'll be choking to be able to get onto the park. So he'll definitely want it. Um, and I think that in terms of where we've got some other players that we can bring in as a bit of a rest, would you like to be able to maybe bring Brandon Barker in? I mean, Ryan Kent has played a lot of games. He hasn't had the opportunity for a rest like Giannis Hadji has. I mean, how would you would you feel that, that maybe Kent should get a wee bit of a a wee bit of a rest? Because Lex Poison next week we're back into European action, so it's 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 games are coming thick and fast.
1: My worry for Kent is I think Kent's like Alfie that way where he just absolutely loves playing football. <laughs> he's not one of these wingers that gets a kick and goes out the game. Um, Barker for me is more of a runner. And I know that sounds strange, but I think Kent's better close control, beating a man, getting a shot off, getting a chance created. One that might come in, I reckoning is maybe Jordan Jones because we know he's not in a European squad. Uh, he done very well against Motherwell last time out. Uh, and then I think he had a game at Ibrox after that where he was okay. So he's one that might come into the manager's thinking. Uh, Ken I think will start. I think he's just I think he's one of those uh, go to guys for the manager up there with Tav and Goldson where they're on the team sheet, they're not the first names, they're on the team sheet unless they're injured, which is fair enough because they, they're absolutely they've been brilliant this season, the three of them they've been outstanding. Barker I see I just think Barker maybe struggles a wee bit when he's not got that wee bit of space to run into. I think he might be better suited for like away games or uh, these European ties when teams do actually come out and dare I say it, try and have a shot at goal. I know that's not a, a common thing now for Rangers to concede a shot at goal, never mind a goal. But um, no, I, I think Jones might make an appearance if he's not starting, I think Jones might be on the bench, but then we know the, the manager does love Barker. So again, it wouldn't surprise me if Barker plays, but again, it's just the options we've got, Cammy. We're not sitting here going, oh, we know who this will be. There's real options there, whether the manager wants to change it, whether he feels he needs to change it, or whether he just wants to rest some players, but
0: the options are, are brilliant, a brilliant thing to have Absolutely, Can I agree more Well, now that you've done all that, Kev, you'll be able to tell me accurately what the score will be and
1: the uh, goal scorers. Oh, goalscorers um, well, Goulton's got his allotted
0: goals for the season, hasn't he? So <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but, um, I mean, let's face it, it's, it's, it's harder opposition this week, so maybe Goldson, it's, it's a bit tough to ask him to play that when there's such a step up in class from last week. Well, it is, aye. It's um, a wee bit more. People make mark on this week and stuff like that. Uh,
1: I think it'll be the, the new, remember back in the 90s, the, the the 1-0 to the Arsenal chant? I think 2-0 to the Rangers might be the new chant, and I'll go with 2-0, and I'll go with Arfield and Roof getting the goals.
0: Okay, I am going to, I'll be Mr. Optimistic and I'll say 3-1 and I will go with, I'm going to say Calvin Bassey. I just, I love the boy. (laughs) I'm going to get a Calvin Bassey tattoo, I think. Uh, But I'll say Calvin Bassey if I think he's going to start, because I think that's probably pretty likely. Um, And I I like the idea of Arfield. Uh, He's from West Lodian. There's a bit of kind of home connection there and all that stuff as well. So, yeah, let's go with Arfield. Um, and I'll say I'll say Ryan Kent actually if Kent plays and he's, I think he's got the opportunity to score and um, you know I think he uh, I think he could definitely do that so yes thank you for that Kev it's it's been lovely to have you on extra thank you for doing that my friend it's much appreciated anytime
1: and uh, those of you that like listen to my chat will be able to hear us again the preview as you know Cammy the preview likes to discuss this in slightly more depth and will run
0: slightly longer than this show. Yeah, just just a little bit, just a little bit. We can start the preview now on our Patreon site and it'll be finished just in time for kickoff at lunchtime on Sunday. Uh, Yes, as Kev says, the the guys do a tremendous job uh, of being able to do a a preview show for us on our uh, Patreon network. Please come over and have a wee look if you like it. It's uh, a few few bodies shy of 5,000 subscribing bears Um, uh, who listen to this kind of chat on a daily basis with a whole host of shows, all things Rangers-related. You have the preview, uh, you've got daily updates, you have also got the time capsule, which reviews some of our older games with the wonderful Martin Ramsey. Our tactics pod, Adam Thornton, does a great job in that with our other friend Ali. Um, And we even allow women on the pod as well. That's how how modern men we are now, Kev. We even allow women on. I mean, honestly, such, such a diverse group we have. Uh, with caroline and marina who do blue scarves on um and uh, loads of other wee fun little pods that we do as well so if you like the the sound of that and you'd like to hear more please jump over to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand uh the second last thing for me to do is to thank your executive producers in london mr mike lee and mr paul myers and the very last thing for me to do is wish you all a great weekend um extra will be with you every week we'll bookend uh, the week with our free shows the flagship on a monday and extra on a thursday or friday depending on footballing schedules um it's great to to have the opportunity to come and speak to you so as i say please check out our patreon link if you'd like to do that but most importantly have a great weekend everyone stay safe and let's get three points on sunday thanks all